proven to be uh, um, proven to be an effective way of reducing cyber incidents. Our partnership with CIRA allows our members to access CIRA's training platform that combines engaging courses and automated phishing simulations to add a human layer of defense to your cyber attack. In today's webinar, Alexander and Richard will share how workplaces across Canada are reducing their cyber risk through this training, and you'll get an opportunity to understand the risks facing Canadians, view a demo of the service, and ask the experts any questions you may have on this ongoing threat. Before I hand things off to Alexander and Richard, I would like to just go through a couple housekeeping announcements. Um, so basically, if you're having any technical difficulties during this webinar, please send me an email at msn at mibc.org. However, you may want to exit and rejoin the webinar first because 99.9% .9 of the time, this seems to do the trick. If you have any questions for Alexander or Richard during the presentation, please submit them through the questions tab. At the end of their presentation, we'll go through as many questions as we can. As usual, this webinar is going to be recorded and available for free with the slides on the MIBC's website, Our Learning Library. You do need to create an account on our website to access the Learning Library portion. And with that, I will hand things over to Alexander. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. Um, as Marina mentioned, my name is Alexandra Daly, and I'm the Territory Account Manager for Western Canada with CIRA, and I am very excited to announce our partnership with MIABC and uh, providing all of the members with some additional training just to make sure that, that we are creating that first layer of protection for you. So I am going to go ahead and share my screen. Uh, I have Richard on the phone who uh, will introduce a little bit later. He'll be able to provide us with the demo. And uh, we're up and running. So today we are introducing our cybersecurity awareness training. Uh, this is to reduce cyber risk for you as uh, MIABC members. Of course. There we go. Uh, just going over our agenda today, we are going to do a quick intro into CIRA and who we are for those who don't know. Uh, we are going to uh, be provided with a demo from Richard about our cybersecurity awareness training, and then we will have uh, time at the end to address any questions that may come up. A little bit about CIRA for those who don't know, we are best known for managing the .ca. Uh, domains. We have currently over 3 million customers using .ca, which we're very proud of. And uh, we were originally established in 2000 by John Demko, who uh, was actually working uh, for the Computer Facilities Management for the Department of Computer Science at UBC. So, very relevant for you guys. Uh, we are a not-for-profit organization, so our mandate is to help protect Canadians, and uh, this service is one of the ways that we do it. We also reinvest in our community through our community investment program. Uh, we have supported over 185 initiatives across Canada uh, since its conception, and uh, we're proud to say we've donated $9.2 million to date, and uh, 33 of those projects are in BC. So, um, our cybersecurity awareness training uh, helps Canadians reduce the cyber risk with um, other services that we provide, including our DNS firewall and our Anycast. You're more than welcome to ask us questions directly about that later on. But today we're going to be focusing on our cybersecurity awareness training. 
which we launched in 2019 with a partnership with uh, Beauceron Securities, which is a company based out of Edmonton. So we are proud to say it's a fully Canadian product. Uh, it focuses on Canadian material, just to make sure that um, everything is up to date and very focused for securing camp. We also have over 200 customers across Canada currently using this service. Uh, and uh, we've been getting great feedback, but we can't wait to hear yours. Uh, out of the 235 municipalities across Canada are currently using this service. Um, eight are in BC right now, and we hope to have many more joining on as this program begins. Um, it's relatively new. I'm sure you guys saw the notice come out, which is why you're here today. So we officially launched the partnership in January. So if you have any questions or would like to participate, please reach out to MIABC. We'll have the, um, the email at the end of our presentation. So Richard will go into a little bit more depth about this, but the system has a pre-configured workflow. It helps to reduce uh, you know, the burden on you as administrators when implementing this training. So it begins with an initial survey, just so that we can gauge where your users are at. From there, there are four onboarding courses, Cybersecurity Awareness 101 through 104, just to make sure your users all have the same baseline training. Once that baseline is complete, we uh, start to send out phishing simulations to your users um, that do get progressively more difficult as the correct actions are taken. And your users have access to uh, see their progress. There is a risk score associated with each individual user, each department, and each overall municipality, uh, which you'll see in a moment. So uh, I will hand off to Richard now to go ahead and um, continue. Let me uh, stop sharing my screen. Or let Richard take over. Richard, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure would. Thanks, Alexandra. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. Uh, Richard Chamberlain from uh, working with Sierra. I'm a, a customer solution specialist, uh, and I'll be providing the demo today so that we can have a look at the platform uh, and help us get situated and understand really what we're going to be looking at doing uh, for our users. Uh, and I'll just say here that I'm working on a bit of a smaller screen than usual. So the, the, the platform here, uh, you'll see on some menus, it may not uh, lay out as, as best as it would for uh, a typical webinar that I would give. Uh, but this is a, an adaptive platform, so it'll, it'll shift to the size of screen uh, and, and everything should display properly without any issues here. Uh, so I've logged in here as an employee. Uh, this is the name that we have given our, uh, uh, our demo user here today. Uh, and this is very much what the end user will be experiencing, right? Um, so we're going to be looking at engaging with your users, bringing them into a platform so that they can look to take uh, educational content. Uh, so we've got some modules that they'll be able to take. Uh, all of these modules have uh, short quizzes at the end of them to make sure that they're uh, paying attention and retaining that information. Um, there's also a number of uh, phishing simulations that can be sent on an automated basis. Um, Administrators would also be able to supplement that with, uh, with additional phishing simulation uh, and campaigns as they see fit. So there's a number of things that we're looking at doing here, but um, what we're looking at for the perspective is uh, from the end user and they log in and they've got essentially all the information that they need to, to move forward, right? So this specific user here, they've got two outstanding courses, no surveys, uh, they haven't had any phishing simulation activities for the 90 days. 
And just here they've got a to-do list uh, with any outstanding courses, right? So this one is here, it was due Wednesday, November 17th, so it's considered overdue. Uh, and we leave this here just because it should, it's supposed to show that we've got an opportunity to set a mandatory date for our users to complete these courses by. Uh, it doesn't have to happen this way, right? If there's no mandatory due date, uh, then there would simply not be a due date listed here for this user. So the workflow that uh, Alexandra alluded to previously uh, is something that we have uh, conceived to uh, help introduce the platform uh, and the content uh, in a non-intrusive way, making sure that everyone who we're going to be bringing into the platform is going to have uh, uh, be brought up to the same level of knowledge before we start to branch out in some other, uh, you know, maybe more in-depth type of topics. Um, we want to make sure that we're providing the, the fundamentals of cybersecurity and cyber awareness. So to uh, Alexandra's mention of that workflow, uh, it's an automated thing where users would log in and they'd have their first survey to complete. Uh, it takes a few minutes, multiple choice questions, and once they complete that, they move on to their first course, Cyber Awareness 101. Uh, and that completes or that continues through to Cyber 102, Cyber Awareness 103, and Cyber Awareness 104. These are about 10 minute courses, so they're digestible pieces for these, uh, these end users. Uh, and nothing has to be completed here uh, in one sitting. If you need to leave halfway through a course and come back at a later time, you're free to do so. So a user would engage with these courses and what's happening here ultimately is that they're provided a risk score and this does a number of things. Uh, for one, and it will increase engagement because it really gives that end user something to care about, something that they can, uh, it's something that's tangible, that they can impact, they can influence on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, so as they would go through, and complete courses, uh, whether these courses are assigned to them by the workflow that's been automatically uh, uh, triggered for new users, or maybe administrators uh, decide to assign courses above and beyond you know, on an ongoing basis. So any course that we're looking to complete is going to be providing the user with awareness points. And these awareness points are going to play favorably into their risk score. Ideally, the user wants to be closest to the 500 mark. It's 500 because you know there's no such thing as a no-risk user. Everybody's got some type of associated risk. Everybody's got bad days. We're humans. We make mistakes, right? Uh, but to that end, um, the lower uh, score means that you're a lower-risk user, uh, and you would look to engage with the platform, completing any uh, uh, any items on your to-do list, or exhibiting the proper behavior when it comes to phishing simulations. And I'll touch on this in a few minutes. So. Back to the risk score here, uh, we're getting awareness points for completing these courses, these educational modules, because ultimately we're increasing our awareness. Uh, there's going to be a small quiz that I alluded to at the, uh, earlier, where uh, at the end of every course we've got preconceived uh, quizzes that your users can take. There's two quizzes, so if they don't do so well on the first, they do. They always have an opportunity to take the second to get a better average. And that will also translate into a reward for your user. So this specific user here, um, you can see if I hover over any section of my score, it will highlight that this is a section that I can impact with my awareness. So I can make a difference here by completing courses. And if I hover over the, uh, this, this large uh, orange section here, we can see that I can do better to obtain rewards. And rewards are twofold. You can get rewards by completing these courses, right? Completing those, uh, those courses. <coughs> But you can also get rewards when we're going to be launching fishing simulations. Uh, the, uh, the, the, excuse me, the best behavior that we're looking for is going to be for users to report them. And there's going to be an opportunity, an avenue, a specific avenue for them to report. Uh, and we would discuss that. 
So anytime that they would report a phishing simulation that's being generated from the platform here, they would get rewarded uh, and then they would further uh, positively impact their risk score. So on any given day, if a user uh, is so inclined to, if they're interested in the subject matter, they can come in here uh, and they can take uh, any additional courses or courses that have been assigned to them, or they can go over to their education tab where they've got, first of all, a history of courses that they've previously uh, completed and uh, the score that they uh, excuse me, would have received on those quizzes. And we see here the two courses that are on my to-do list as well. But I would always have the opportunity as an end user here to come here and to click on the add more button uh, to essentially get to the list of courses. And the list of courses will be made available to users for, for them to self-enroll in. And there's a little bit of information that's available to these users so that they can make uh, a decision on what type of course they're enrolling in. So a user is free to self-serve uh, if they're so inclined to, if they want to make an impact, if they want to make a difference, and if they're uh, uh, looking to uh, have a better risk score. Uh, and vice versa, administrators are always welcome to assign courses above and beyond, right, depending on your wants, your needs, the culture of the organization. There's going to be a number of courses that may be more relevant to your users than other organizations, right? There's things in there about uh, multi-factor authentication, about remote workers, uh, about the COVID-19 cyber threats that are emerging and things like that. So uh, a wide variety of topics uh, that different users may be interested in, that administrators may be more inclined to, uh, to make use of and to assign to their users as uh, courses that they uh, deem appropriate. So these end users will always have visibility and history, uh, essentially, into uh, their behavior and uh, their journey into the cyber awareness training platform. So they can always review any of the courses that they've completed, right? I mentioned earlier, Cyber Awareness 101, 102, 103, and there's another page here with the 104. Um, once they complete the 101 to 104, the series of introductory fundamental cyber awareness courses, uh, we would generate a certificate for them. Uh, that they could then display and just have as uh, uh, an accomplishment, right? So further to that, jumping from the education section, which is really uh, curated for right, the uh, education components, the courses that you've taken and things like that. We'll go over to the phishing exposures. We're uh, understanding here that we are in a, a demo environment with um, uh, some, I'll call it dummy data, right? There's no one that's actively in here uh, playing around on a day-to-day -day basis, right? But what we have is, again, a history of the phishing simulation that a user was targeted with. And these will only show up here after uh, a certain time frame. So a user, when they receive a phishing simulation, they have two weeks to engage with it. And ultimately, when we think about it, there's three behaviors, right? And we categorize those as the good behavior is be it if you're reporting it. So unfortunately, this specific user here has not reported a single one, and that's because of the demo account that we're in. Well, what he has done is ignored six of them, and has actually clicked on one. So we generated that click on purpose here uh, so that we can have a little bit of data for you. Uh, so a user would have history into the behavior that they've exhibited previously. And ultimately, if I was this user, then I'd look to pay more attention uh, to first identify the simulations that are coming my way so that I can properly report them. 
And in the end, right, what we're trying to do is change that user behavior, right? We don't want people to be sens uh, senselessly clicking on, on, uh, on phishing links and navigating to sites and things like that. Uh, there's a bit of a thought process that we would ideally like to happen, right? If, if someone's receiving an email, if it looks off, if there's something suspicious about it, right? Uh, well, curiosity does kill the cat, unfortunately. And I'm sorry for using that term out of line, but, you know, we don't want our users to be clicking on these phishing uh, simulations or suspicious emails that they're getting. So we're really trying to change that user behavior to get them accustomed to um, spotting suspicious emails, right? Identifying suspicious things, suspicious things, and they're going to be going through education uh, to bring to light some of those tactics that these malicious actors are using and how they go about it. Um, and once they've identified them, then they can properly report them. And what the reporting does essentially is, for one, if they're reporting a simulation, uh, they're going to be rewarded for it in the platform. But if they spot something that's suspicious and it's not a simulation, it can very well be a real phishing email. Um, and what reporting will do is that we'll uh, bring it back internally here and uh, uh, bring it to light for the administrators so that the administrators now uh, have a visibility into a potential real fish that the organization would have received. But this user now is, uh, is cyber aware and is able to uh, first uh, spot that the, something's off about that email that they're receiving uh, and then they can properly report it given uh, the training that we're providing here. That's ultimately the goal where we're, we're providing that education so that users can uh, can be more aware, can understand, right? There's a number of things. It's not only about their professional lives, but very much their, their personal lives, right? Most everyone I know does online banking, right? Uh, we shop online, uh, we do a number of things, right? It's only becoming more of a digital world. And this is really the need uh, for, for users to just be a little bit more cyber aware. Um, and we're trying to do that in a non-intrusive way, in a fun way, in a fun and engaging way. So a lot of the content that we're going to be seeing here, uh, there's uh, some engaging content that allows them uh, for uh, some knowledge checkpoints and things like that. So administrators would have um, a menu here that they could essentially administer from, where if I am, maybe I'll, uh, I'll back up here for a quick second. Uh, as an administrator, I would also be given uh, a dashboard. And this dashboard will allow me visibility into my organization and my users uh, so that I can kind of keep track into you know, how my, my users are, are faring out. So for example, the onboarding training that we discussed, that workflow, we can see here that I have 103 users that have completed it, four haven't started, three that are in progress. So there's, there's quick and easy reporting that's available for these administrators uh, so that they don't have to go digging too far and they can kind of bring up to light maybe who is not engaging. Uh, and, and out of that, who's, who is engaging, right? Is anyone considered a high-risk user? And that's where that risk score comes in handy, where we also have, right, every individual will have an end-user risk score. Uh, and all of your end-users risk score uh, and will average out to a department or a divisional or organizational risk score that you can kind of keep track of and see how you're trending. Right? Ultimately, as time goes on, we're delivering training, uh, we're sending phishing simulations, uh, and uh, God willing, there, there's a proper behavior that's happening. The users are getting a hang of identifying and reporting, and we see this go down. Uh, so that reporting will also help right, to kind of uh, drive the point home. We have some trending reports that uh, we're identifying and reporting simulations more often and things like that. So administrators have access to a number of uh, reporting opportunities, right? 
And I mentioned here, they will also have access to a course catalog. And this course catalog uh, is there for them to assign courses for their users. And they have the same option here with, uh, with phishing campaigns where the platform can do a number of automated behaviors. So for example, we can trigger uh, our phishing simulations to go out once a month. And you know, this will only happen after our users have completed this initial training that we were discussing to workflow. And once they've been brought in, we've, we've provided them some training um, uh, and we've introduced our phishing simulations. They're then gonna continue getting it on a monthly basis. So I get one phishing simulation a month on a random basis from the platform. But administrators could always go and supplement that with specific campaigns if they want. And I'm talking about a one-month cadence here for the random phishing, but we can alter that as administrators. You can decide to fish every two months, every two weeks, right? We can change that cadence. Um, and with that, you can, above and beyond the automatic cadence, you can come in and launch your own campaigns. And this is quick and easy with a few clicks of a button where um, you, know, you can decide to launch a new campaign to a number of users. So for example, in here, I would target my Acme Corp, which is our demo environment. Um, and we've set them up here. All of our users live under the Acme Corp. And I'd be able to select a number of templates, right? Do I want to send an Amazon template, an Airbnb template, right? There's a number of them. Uh, there's Canada Post in here. Um, there's a number of them, right? So we can choose a number of templates to send to our users and we can stagger those so that our users are not receiving the same email at the same time on the same day. Oftentimes, right, when we're working in a, an environment like an office, uh, it's easy for people to talk amongst one another and warn each other about suspicious emails, which isn't a terrible behavior, but what we're trying to accomplish here is that a little bit of critical thinking from that end user. So we can stagger this so that uh, users have more time. Well, there's a lot more about this, right? But I want to be respectful of your time. I understand here that we only have a, a few minutes left to uh, uh, to this session. Uh, so thank you for your time. I look forward to engaging with you folks, and uh, we're happy to take questions. Hey, thank you so much, Richard. Um, I'm just gonna give um, our members a minute just to uh, pop some questions into the chat if they would like to. Uh, I'm just gonna take a minute as well to remind um, our members here about some upcoming events. So um, we have our business continuity webinar series um, starting next week with Sandra Mail, our risk management specialist. Part one is gonna be planning for the disruption disruption what is business continuity planning that's on february 10th at 10 a.m and then part two will um, cover business impact analysis and the next steps in your business continuity planning and that's going to be on thursday february 17th at 10 a.m registration information is on our website um, if you would like to register for those events um, and then the other thing that I would like to take a uh, moment to remind you about is the MIBC's 2022 uh, Risk Management Conference. We are really hoping to go ahead in person this year. Uh, things are starting to look promising. We do have alternate plans uh, if we can't, but registration is now open. Um, so visit our website um, to view the program and register for the pro, uh, for the conference in April. Um, we're really excited about the programming. Um, Sierra is actually going to be joining us for two sessions at the conference uh, to talk about cyber risk as well, um, 
including a think tank session. And we know that the think tanks have been so valuable to our members. So we really hope you'll make it and you'll be able to participate. The last thing I want to remind you about is, and my slide is not changing, is um, Rutgers Room. Rutgers Room is back at the Risk Management Conference. That means your local government has up to a chance to submit a pitch to win up to $10,000 in MIABC Risk Management Grant funding. Um, we know that type of funding can help make the difference to help you reduce your risk. So uh, please submit your pitches. Um, pitch applications are um, being accepted until Friday, February 25th at 5 p.m. Um, and if you have any questions, feel free to um, just give us a shout on that. Um, Three pitches will be selected to present at the Raptors Room session in front of our Raptors judges, including myself. Um, and then our members or our attendees at the conference will be able to um, vote on which pitch gets funded. So I do see a question, I think, in the chat. So I'm just going to take a look at that quickly. Okay, um, so will existing SPAM solution and or Microsoft be, be configured for exceptions? And that, that's a very technical question, so it's going to go to Richard. Uh, yes, absolutely. So we've got a number of steps. Uh, the steps outlined specifically for different versions of Exchange, of Office 365, of Google G Suite. So depending on your mail environment, we've got specific steps for you to allow uh, our, our emails to come through to the environment. Uh, so those are dedicated steps depending on your environment, and we've got those outlined for you. Uh, and it's essentially uh, a number of IPs, two IPs that are dedicated for the environment. Um. So, um, I am going to pop in a link into the chat just for um, all of you to find some more information about um, the program that we are offering um, with Sarah to our members. Um, we do have a couple of options, um, one where the MIBC manages um, some of the training and one for larger local governments where you do it yourself. And Alexandra, do you want to talk a little bit about that before we finish off? So, uh, you know, being conscious that not uh, every one of the members have a full IT team who's available to start implementing this training, we have actually decided with MIABC's help to uh, provide them with a managed tenant. So for those users and those uh, municipalities who are under 100 staff, uh, those would then be uploaded into the MIABC managed tenant. You would have uh, administrator access to be able to uh, see some reporting for your members who are participating, um, as well as customize it a little bit just to make sure that they are getting training that is relevant specific for them. For uh, those members that are over um, 100 staff, they would be provided with their own personal tenant. That tenant would be customizable top to bottom, and uh, don't worry, we would be there to help make sure that everything is implemented properly. We do also have guides and uh, some suggested communication for your staff just to make sure that everybody understands what's coming. Our idea is just to make sure that we're using positive reinforcement within this training to get everybody on board it and understand that they are uh, a part of the solution and obviously the, the first line of defense for uh, any municipality in there. 
Were there any other questions? We have one more question. Um, so some of our members are already familiar with Sierra because they were using Sierra's platform before. So one question that we do have is whether there are any differences in the product or the program that's being provided through a partnership versus through Sierra directly. So uh, there is going to be specific branding going on for MIABC members. Um, the content would be the same between the two, and MIABC is going to work with Sierra uh, to make sure that you are implemented properly and you're up and running. If you are an organization uh, who is smaller size and going to be within the MIA managed tenant, um, we would work together to have you onboarded. If you are um, having your own tenant, then it would be exactly the same as you currently have. And Richard and I would work together to do an implementation call with you to make sure that you fully understand all the capabilities of the platform. That's great, thank you so much. Um, I think that's the only question, or any only other question that we have in the chat. So with that, um, it's Friday. I will let you all carry on with your days, but um, thank you so much for attending. Please take this um, the survey and following the webinar so we can get your feedback on uh, future webinars. I mean, this was webinar 100. We know that you love our webinars, but any suggestions for future topics is always great, um, grateful because we really do pride ourselves on providing um, content about what you want to hear. And with that, thank you so much, Richard and Alexandra, and everyone have a wonderful day and a wonderful weekend. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Okay, so what we learned there, we've got cyber aware education, intro to cybersecurity awareness training, and reducing cyber risks for MIABC members. So MIABC means Municipal Insurance Association, British Columbia. And I think that the... Um, you know, takeaway uh, from here, or, you know, next steps, I guess, would be April 12th to 14th is their risk managers conference. I feel like Raptors room and $10,000 pitches about um, risk and cyber awareness and being more aware of, uh, what, what did she say at the end? This was my positive reinforcement and first line of defense so those were both pretty um cool things to say and i and i feel like i'm interested in what my risk score is i feel like i'm a high risk user and i feel like i'm gullible so uh maybe i would be someone who would uh, need to do training to be fished with the P-H, P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G, and how that's like fake emails uh, so that if you report them, then you're someone who's considered to be uh, knowing the sort of false information from the correct information. So it's like examining how we could be more discerning. And and I guess that's something that is uh, really cool, you know, like how we can understand what are the the triggers or the, um, 
sort of, uh, I don't know, suspicious. That's what they said. Change user behavior, senseless clicking, and suspicious emails identify malicious actors. <laughs> That's um, a lot to absorb. And uh, thanks for listening to the Green Antlers Waterfowl podcast as we dip our toe into cyber awareness education. And uh, <laughs> I wonder if that's something that you think about these days. Have a good day.